Powerhouse Miss Nitty, all the way live from the great state of Cali. ATL bred in interior design. Build like a wife, but can cut like a knife. Step lightly, come correct, take a guess what's next. Uh, woke bars to change your life, no cap. Uh, stay awake so you can write up on her rap. She's geared up to unwrap, unpack. Look at the time, look at the time, Godspeed. Nitty, 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 momentarily. Hey, here she comes, listen up, don't freeze Fall you out, there's no guarantee Nitty, 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 Capri Life tips, season seven with me Win, 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 eminently And here she comes, listen up, don't freeze Hello there. What's up? My name is Nate. You're listening to Life Tips Podcast. Welcome. Everyday life topics with advice and tips for becoming a better you. This show is all about self-improvement. Each episode is unique to whatever you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender. Everyone can benefit. The reality is that nobody is perfect. There's always going to be downfall with rising, and there's something to improve upon every single day. So if you want to make changes in your life, then follow along, and I'll help you take yesterday's mistakes and master them for a new tomorrow. Let's get started. Before we get started with this episode today, if you are brand new to Life Tips, thank you, thank you, thank you. I look forward to uh, impacting your life and I pray that you take something that I've said to heart, jot it down in your notes, on your phone, in your notepad, wherever, and just plan to apply it to your life. If you are a current or faithful listener of the show who have been with us since day one. Welcome back. I'm excited to continue this journey with you, and we hope that you continue to enjoy the show as you always do. All right, let's get started. Hey, hey, everybody. It's Nate. You're inspirational speaker slash host. I have exciting, 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 exciting news. Oh my goodness. So you'll notice that on anchor.fm backslash life tips, there is a dollar sign right next to our intro, right next to the picture that houses our name listen on spotify is there dollar sign support is there as well as message the dollar sign support means that you can now 
financially support Life Tips Podcast yourself. Big news. So, if you love this podcast so much and you want to keep it going and you want me to stay on the air with you all, like, yeah, there you go. All you. And the best part about this is it's not tied to sponsors. Sponsorship is a whole different thing. This is not tied to sponsors. Now, one could argue probably should have turned that on months ago, but year one was all about being free and being accessible. Year two is where the moolah portion of podcasting comes in. Pretty cool strategy, huh? So yeah. You can support Life Tips Podcast yourself. And if you'd like to do that, just click the dollar sign and boom. So in order to see the dollar sign, just go to www.anchor.fm backslash life tips. That's all you got to do. Once you get there, the dollar sign will be there. And you will be able to financially contribute. Thank you. Thank you. And once again, thank you. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Season 7. I'm your host, Nate, and I am an inspirational speaker. Let's introduce you to today's guest. Real quick. Before we go there, uh, I got to tell you a little bit about Nitty. So, Nitty Capri. Wow, where do I start? Okay, so Clubhouse. You're going to start hearing Clubhouse like more often throughout the season. But Clubhouse, we were in a room one night. During the February, March timeline, but technically it was February because everybody was on there. You know, it was an agenda roles conversation and men versus women is one of those types of things. And it's like late at night over here, but over in Cali, it's still, you know, early evening. We're talking like, Eight, nine o'clock. Anyway, so everyone is dogging up on this woman, and I come in and start guns blazing defending her. And before long, it's just her and me talking in the room. Everybody else mics are muted, and we're just in the room chatting. And oh boy. Then from there, follow each other on socials. And then from there, we started talking about getting her on board the show. Y'all. This is quite possibly the most interesting scenario I've ever found myself in in life when it comes to meeting people 
and vibing and connecting and just being myself and attracting the types of people that I want in my circle and in my life. So I'm not going to say why it's interesting, because I'm sure that as you progress through the episode with me, you'll figure out why. So without further ado, let's get into the guest introduction and start this episode. Today's guest is Miss Nitty Capri from Cali. Let's welcome Nitty onto the show for the first time ever. Hey, we're live. And y'all, I'm excited for this one. Like, really excited. I have Miss Nitty Capri with me. And it's just going to be so much fun. So, hi. Hi. I am uh, very excited to be on here. I cannot wait. And I know I'm a little late, but I'm here. So, thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Better late than never. And it's a it's a real treat, you know, to, again, to just be able to meet someone from the clubhouse world somewhat face-to-face otherwise i would have flown out for a physical interview but coronavirus so um but hey it's coming to an end thank god vaccines are here i'm getting mine and then we'll be able to get back to living and uh yeah so before nitty shares a little bit about herself I, of course, met her on Clubhouse. Where else do you think I'm meeting people these days? (laughs) We met back in February, and um, we were talking about guy code with a bunch of other people in the room, and we'll kind of dive into a little bit more of that later, but that's kind of how Nitty and I met, uh, because it was late at night, and we were having a great conversation about guy code, relationships, and all that jazz. And we were vibing. And I could tell right off the bat, before she even mentioned age, that Nitty was like, y'all, we were when I say we were vibing, like the connection was just there. I felt it from across my phone. And I was like, wow, who is this woman? We need to talk she needs to come on the show because her maturity and her you know views on relationships her views on life were just so in sync with mine so i was like yep let's do this and then you know yeah now we're here so just wanted to i mean i if you don't mind me sure Mm -hmm. i just i felt like everyone could have left the room and we still would have had a great conversation you know i mean it at that moment in that very moment it really didn't feel like anyone else was in the room nope and so it was definitely great vibes definitely great conversation yep so yeah now let's get into it go ahead tell us tell us a little bit a little bit about yourself in terms of you know just life school college background you know that that sort of thing. My background is crazy. <laughs> just 
great. It is. It's very crazy. Um, sometimes I talk to people about my life and they're just like, oh my gosh, your life is a movie. It's really been that crazy. And because it's been so crazy, I've jumped from one profession to another when I was younger. Um, I didn't really focus on, I didn't really have a goal. Like, as far as like a passion, shall I say, my goal was to make money, live, shop, um, and be happy. I didn't have any long-term goals or plans at the time, so I kind of jumped from field to field. Um, I've done, uh, let's see been in the medical field, um, first responder. I was in the transition of moving from a first responder up to an EMT when I had to have my second heart surgery. So that kind of led me to jump into criminal justice and then interior design. So, and at some point in my earlier age, because I'm a lot older, um, I've done hair. So when I say jack of all trades, I really do do it all. I've done it all. But I finally settled into a passion um, that I didn't even know I had. But just from other people telling me you're good at that, you should probably get into that field. Uh, I'm a creative for sure. So I like to write. I do poetry. Um, I like to draw. I do design. And so just being a creative helped me become really good at doing interior design. And it's something I've been doing for the last nine years now. So, yeah, when you're young, when you're young, you kind of just are living life. You're not really thinking long term, you know, just how things go. And it should be that way. I really do think if you're going to experiment and make mistakes, do it at an earlier age. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Don't too much time having a lot of fun because eventually you do grow up, you know? Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Y'all like, Ugh. and what better day for this interview than Easter Sunday? Ooh. I'm getting saved all over again. Wow. Like, so that just tells you right there, she is a jack of all trades and she does a little bit of everything, but interior design. Wow. I'm thinking of a, I'm picturing a house and businesses, just really anything where you need uh, remodeling, mm. you need a eye. Um, you'll be amazed. I'm, I know there's like the stereotype that a lot of women have great taste and they need to design the home, but there are a lot of women that need help too. Either they don't have time for it or they're so stressed out that they can't figure out where it needs, you know, what needs to go here, what paint color should I use, or, you know, it really is for everybody. And I've helped uh, with small businesses design and do marketing strategies uh, in order to sell products. So, you know, like display cases and things like that. And just, it's really an, an all around profession. 
Wow. So do you have any life tips or advice for anyone listening that might want to get into the interior design field full time as a career path just out of curiosity? Yes, I would say starting out at it. I started out on my own. Okay, really with no help. I had no direction. I did a lot of Googling and trying to figure out, well, how do I go about doing this? How do I go about doing that? I would say not just with interior design, but with any person that you need to be consistent. You need to have a plan. I know it may sound redundant and you've probably heard it a million times and it's because it's true. You need a plan. You need to focus on building um, a fan base, okay? And it does not need, you don't need to try to target a million people at one time, okay? Mm. I think a lot of people mess up because they're trying to satisfy so many people at one time. You don't need to do that. Even with, let's just say, YouTubing, okay? Mm -hmm. Maybe you're only getting 10 views, those 10 views could grow into a million views based off the 10 people that have watched that video. Mm-hmm. So focus on a small group and making a, it, it's easier to make two or three people happy than it is to make a million people happy. But if you make three people really happy, those three people are going to bring in your other clients. They're going to bring in your other viewers. And that's what I, mouth y'all word of mouth just saying it's still popular it's the best way to get your business growing so wow this is just this is good already but um there's more to nitty's story that we gotta unpack such as her extensive knowledge of culture so you're probably like what california and georgia two completely different places but nitty has been around both so um share with us a little bit about you know being a part of two worlds essentially because yeah, oh my goodness, like, y'all, the amount of life and culture and experiences this woman has is astronomical, so I'm excited to hear this. Thank you. Yeah, I'm um, originally from uh, Sacramento, California, and 
I feel like we have a bad reputation. I feel like Sacramento has a bad reputation. Um, funny, quick story, but true. Uh, my daughter and I, we went into the mall the other day, Sacramento Mall, and they were selling hats there, and the hat captioned, Sacramento hates you too. So we kind of laughed and took a picture because we're aware that when people come out here, they're not too happy with Sacramento per se. It's kind of, um, it's kind of boring out here. And I hate to say that. I feel like my people from Sacramento are going to be like, what? I love Sacramento because I'm from here. Very loyal. Um, Mm -hmm. we have great weather, but we don't have a night life here, you know? Mm -hmm. We do have the capital here, so I feel like they kind of keep it contained, the wildness mm. contained. Okay. Okay. Then you go to Atlanta, and it's full of life. It literally is, you know, when people say it's the black Hollywood, it's definitely that way. Mm. It is the world of fashion. Um, everything trendy can be found in Atlanta. They really are trendsetters. Um, For me, I think the biggest culture shock from going from California to Atlanta was the amount of successful black people Mm. that Mm -hmm. you just don't see out here. Wow. And and I mean this in the most most respectful way. Mm -hmm. But if you're out here and you see a Maserati or you see a Lambo, you're and you're black, you're probably thinking, what white person is driving it? What Indian person is driving it? Like, you know, Asian person is driving it. But you go to Atlanta and it's very common out there for black people to have these, you know, $70,000, $100,000 cars. It's mm. common out there. And I love it. I love it. And I, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. We need that type of, if you're black, you need to see images like that. It makes you more motivated. It reminds you that it's attainable for a black person to get it. So that was the biggest culture shock for me. And they have like a soul, a soul food buffet. What? I wish we had that out here. But yeah, and then the strippers and nightlife, just everything moves so fast in Atlanta. I, mm. I love it. I absolutely love it. Ooh, she said it's a mini New York. Ooh. <laughs> Is it a mini New York? Mini uh, Black Hollywood. Now, I've never been to New York, so have you been in New York? You've been in New York? Okay. Yeah. You like New York? New York is uh yeah new york is basically like in in non-corona time it's it's insane like it's everything you see in the movies just popping at you in your face downtown with all the giant screens everywhere and yeah like and at night oh my gosh at night when you're in the city the traffic is nuts, but the scenery is beautiful. And uh, ooh. talk about falling in love with a city. The way you talk about Atlanta, New York is that times 10. 
It's just that, you know, everyone's, everyone's there. It's not like inherently, you know, black, but I've never been to Atlanta. So, but I'm going, I'm going when, when, when things get calmer, I'm going. (laughs) Well, you know what I heard about, well, cause my daughter went to New York. I've never been, I'm, I'm, Fun fact, afraid to fly, but mm. I heard about Atlanta and I was like, I have to go to Atlanta. So I risked, you know, getting on a flight and mm-hmm, going there mm-hmm. and then I not stop going back. But um, I don't like the crowds. Mm. I don't, I get uh, social anxiety. Social anxiety. Okay. No, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do. I, I, being around a crowd of people just makes me so nervous. Mm. So, as much good things that I hear about, as many good things that I hear about New York, I'm just like, I could do without the crowd. So, oh, yes. You know, Atlanta was not that, it's not that busy to me. It's very fast paced, but it's not like, bumper to bumper traffic when you're walking down the street you know i don't have to call for a taxi and so you know there's that yes maybe one day it'll i'll put it on my bucket list and i'll visit it so sweet well y'all we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then we'll come back to hear more from miss nitty capri so just give us about three minutes of commercial space enjoy the commercials and then we'll come back to finish everything up. Hey, what's up? This is Monet, a.k.a. Miss Aphrodite. I'm here to tell you about my YouTube show, The Black Aphrodite Experience, YouTube channel, China Monet. Check it out. New episode comes every Wednesday around 2.15, so you don't want to miss out. You're going to love it. You can follow me on Facebook at Miss Aphrodite page or Instagram, Gotta Buy Aphrodite. See you there because you don't want to miss out and be part of the family. Bye. Okay, I turned my mic on. Now we're live again. And um, I'm loving this. This is so much fun. I'm enjoying having Miss Nitty on the show and just getting to know her better from being on Clubhouse with her almost two months ago. By the time y'all hear this, it's going to be May. It'll be Mother's Day weekend almost when you guys hear this. So essentially, we would have met three months ago by the time you hear this in just under a month's time for Mother's Day weekend. So might as well just say it now. Happy Mother's Day to you and happy mother's day to all of the uh moms listening to this okay let's get off that subject men and women oh boy you all know this because you've been around and i'm sure nitty has been paying attention to the news ever since february started it's been a constant massacre here's what i mean by that We all know in January the insurrection at the Capitol took place and we were transitioning out of one establishment to the next and that was bonkers crazy. So far, the vice president has done a good job running the country because we all know that Kamala Harris is running the country and Biden is just there 
showing up. But anyway, um, February started the rocky, massive spree of what I call a men versus women massacre. So we basically started off talking about Lori Harvey and her exploits in the dating world in terms of, you know, going from powerful dude to powerful dude to powerful dude. And then we transitioned into talking about Kevin Samuels. Oh, my Lord. Um, yeah, y'all already know how I feel about that guy. Um, and then it just got worse. Clubhouse blew up because every room I went into was just men and women going at each other left and right. That's how Nitty and I met, you know, through that clubhouse room where we were talking about guy code and, oh my gosh. Let me just say, we're, we're, I'm not going to mention names, but let me just say that in that particular clubhouse room, nearly all of the men were ganging up on Nitty. So when I got into the room, it was late at night. I'm, we're, I'm on the East Coast, so we're about three hours ahead. We're pushing midnight almost at this point over here, and... So it's 12, 1 o'clock in the morning-ish, and I'm in bed. Got my phone right next to me on the charger. And I'm listening in to all these dudes from different walks of life, from different places in the world, just ganging up on Nitty. And I'm like, uh-uh, y'all not about to do this. Let me hop in here. Y'all not about to do this. Dead. She is making tons of good points. Everyone is... Everyone except her is cap. Y'all need to stop ganging up on this woman. So I jumped in and was like, look, I agree with her. Her points are valid. Not to say that y'all's points weren't, but just, yeah, I'm sorry. It was so bad. Like a bunch of dudes, like five, I want to say five, six dudes, and it eventually dwindled down. But it, when I got in there initially, it was like five, six guys and nitty. And it was just her against them. And I'm like, no, we can't have this. I may be a guy, but let me be clear, and I've made this super clear with people on the show before, and Nitty is now getting a chance to hear this story, but let me just be super clear. I have two parents. They have been married for over 35 years. I grew up in the church. I'm a deacon's kid. And my sister is now one year into her marriage. So, I have grown up with very positive examples around me. So, when I hopped in that clubhouse room, I was just like, okay. I have very positive examples around me. I have been homeschooled. And as a result, even though I did eventually make it to Liberty University and then transition out of that to community college, I had to build my own social experience. So in the context of men versus women, y'all, because I didn't start getting numbers and communicating with young women until I turned 16, I had to start from scratch. No one taught me any of this. I learned all of this by myself, trial and error. 
So um pushing 27 now and I'm navigating the very difficult dating world. And what do you know? We talked about that in Clubhouse. So, but before we get into the dating conversation, which we will, we gotta y'all, we gotta stop the whole men versus women thing. There was a clubhouse room I was in recently, and the the uh title of the room was Clubhouse Taught Me That Black Women Hate Black Men. And when I got into that room, I was like, and I said this verbatim, y'all. Clubhouse is where I've learned the opposite. Black women really don't dislike black men like that. In fact, I would wager to bet that black women go way harder for black men than any other group of guys in the world. So, um, yeah. Now I'm going to shut up and let Nitty give her thoughts, say her piece, share some differences between men and women, especially being, you know, where she is in life. And um, yeah, men and women and coexisting and getting along with each other. We got to do better. It's 2021. So I'm done. I'm shutting up. The floor is yours. (laughs) the context of of the whole black women really hate black men uh, for me and my experience it's the total opposite mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in fact I believe and I think some people will argue this that black women feel underappreciated by some black men Mm -hmm. by by what is being put out and presented in social media Mm -hmm. they make it out like black men don't love black women it's Mm -hmm. a narrative that um, I believe to be false Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. it's a narrative and an agenda that is being pushed in social media and so of black women are reacting to that false narrative and they're saying we want black men to love us more mm-hmm. but if black women hated black men they wouldn't be saying we want you to love more to begin with okay mm-hmm. secondly um it is a false narrative because i can't tell you how many loving beautiful black couple i see out there it's just mm-hmm. not represented in social media mm. and we know you know they, we know that they're not going to represent the positive side of our black culture mm-hmm. in the new um in even in movies mm-hmm. don't represent that if they do it's a beautiful love story that ends up where one one or both die like uh, queen and slim mm-hmm. have you seen that movie I'm not- heard about it heard about okay. it it's beautiful, but you know, in the end, when you have a beautiful black couple love story, it's never, it's never like a beautiful happy ending. It's always where it ends up in tragedy somehow, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or it just starts from trauma. And so, I think people are reacting to the false narratives out there, but 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I love my black men first and foremost. Mm-hmm. We just do. I think it's, it's just black men, but men versus women. Mm-hmm. And when we touch on that topic, I don't feel that we, even after all these years, and as far as tech savvy as we are, we still do not know each other languages mm. I noticed that every clubhouse I go into men and women we don't know each other's languages mm. we just we don't want to say love language because even in the end it's not even about love right we mm-hmm. just don't understand each other like we should mm-hmm. and so there's always going to be that disconnect which is going to create chaos in the end you know there are things that I do and, you know, for instance, like, I feel that men have a short attention span, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. short, unless mm-hmm. you're specifically talking about something that they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And they want to hear it in like five words or less, like, honey, let's go have sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? That's, okay, let's go. You know, honey, did you want those new Jordans or that PS5? What? Yes, let's go. Hey, honey, I need the garbage taken out. Falling on deaf ears. <sighs> I need the garbage taken out. Honey, can you go get the garbage again? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Honey, there's, you damn near have to be like, your PS5 is on the garbage can and then leave a note once it gets there. By the way, can you take the garbage out? You know, uh, the attention span, I feel for men are just short unless it's something that will pique their interest. And I do think that we women have a tendency to be very detailed and naggy. It's emotional. So we need to, uh-oh, I apologize. No, it's okay. I apologize. It's okay. Uh, we need to be very detailed where we drag things on and then we end up tuned out by um we by our man mm-hmm. and so can't communicate properly it just creates so many different issues when we're unable to read each other so yeah i think that's where our our biggest issues are between the two sets mm. i don't know if you agree or disagree with that well I agree 100%. But uh, unfortunately, uh, we got to take one more quick commercial break so we can fix some of these connection issues that we're having. And then we'll come back and I'll answer that question and then we'll move forward. So give us one more second to fix some slight connection issues. Hey, this is Phil Better from the podcast Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneurs Podcast. Have you ever wanted to be an entrepreneur? Have you heard about all those kids making money on the internet? Do you want to start making money on the internet? Go to investinyourselfpod.com, subscribe, and listen as I interview people who have actually made money online. Listen to me create a business and see if I can succeed. Catch new episodes every Tuesday at investinyourselfpod.com. Do I agree? Yes. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, y'all, I said this a while back, but let me just say it again and reiterate. When I say that Nitty and I vibed, we vibed, which essentially means that we were on the same page so much that we were just 
bouncing off of each other. And, you know, we didn't have really much of anything to disagree with. We were mostly teamed up against the other dudes in the chat who were basically coming for Nitty. And I was like, that was my plan all along, to hop in to the clubhouse room, give Nitty some support, and be like, yo, uh-uh, dead. Y'all are not about to do this to her. And her viewpoints are so lit and so, you know, valuable that I'm going to back her up because men are very, men are pathetic, okay? Like, some men are pathetic, not all men, but as my own man, it just sucks sometimes. We live in a world dominated by women in every single field imaginable. We have a woman for vice president. We will soon have a woman president. So, um, yeah, men, the whole thing about the PlayStations and sex and all that that Nitty was talking about, it, it, it burns my soul. I hate it. It's like, yo, we care more about a PS5 than pleasing a woman. I said it. I said it, and I'm a man. I'm admitting this. We, as men, in 2021... Some of us care more about pleasing our PlayStation 5 than pleasing a woman, and that is wrong. Because if you look across the pond at the Nigerian men, or the men in the African community, it's a whole different ballgame. They actually care about their women. Now, some Nigerian men are hardcore to the T, which is why some Nigerian women prefer Americans, because we're just laid back and chill, and we're not by the book like that. But and I but I only know that again because I have connections in the Nigeria the Liberian community and the Nigerian community. And I'm pretty much like a active member of their community which is amazing and we'll i'll talk about that in a different podcast episode because i just have thoughts about america versus you know nigeria and other places and we'll get to that later but yes i agree with everything that nitty said i'm all for you know treating women right putting women first and just getting our attention spans back up to where it needs to be because as we are getting ready to talk about now, friendship, friendship prior to dating, something that Nitty and I strongly believe in, it's a vast majority of people don't, unfortunately. And that's one of the things we talked we were talking about in that clubhouse room uh, with regards to, you know, men and women connecting and really vibing with each other. Instead of friendship first, we rush into relationships without being patient, and we don't take the time to understand loyalty, which messes things up when fights break out during the dating phase. So, um, in addition to talking about why it's important to be friends with someone before dating them, yes, go ahead, 
been picked back up because you wanted to address some of the other topics that we were discussing in that clubhouse room. Yeah, so to, to tie everything in um, together, you first mentioned um, Samuel, is it Adams? No, Kevin Samuels. Unf- uh, Kevin Samuels, yeah, we'll get to we'll get to Derek Jackson next, but Kevin Samuels, yeah. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Sam, Kevin Samuels, the the Instagram, yep, the Instagram dude. That yeah, mm-hmm, I hate this guy. Yeah, yeah. So you know, to go back, I was saying that I just believe that men and women just don't we don't know each other mm-hmm. yet, mm-hmm. Uh, which ties into the clubhouse. So Kevin, Mister Kevin, I have not watched any of his youtube videos on my own yet people send me little clips and i hear little things in my dm and the last clip that was sent to me um this it sounded like a younger he was younger he was probably 20 something and uh called in he just said that you know he wanted to know why he was being rejected and Mr. Kevin said, you know, well, how do you know you're being rejected? He's like, I just feel the vibe. He's like, you can't feel the vibe. Have you hit on them? Did you approach him? The young kid begins to say no, but he just knows that these women are not into him because mm. he doesn't give off. Mm-hmm. Kevin needs to ask him, um, he says, do you have a big D? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The younger kid, he just kind of like, he hesitates. He goes, okay, so you don't have a big D. Wow. He goes, um, do you, how big are your wallets? Like, how much money do you make? Oh, okay, you don't make a lot of money. And he basically boiled this young kid down to being ugly, having a small D, and not having money, and then proceeding to tell him that's why he can't get a woman. Mm. And I was, my mind was so blown back. Mm. Thinking of, well, Kevin, you seem, based on your advice to this 20-year-old, who should not be making a lot of money at that age. That's the problem we have right now with this new generation is they feel they need to be millionaires by the time they're 22. Mm. And then if you're telling him he needs to have a big D, he needs to have money, and he needs to be attractive, you're basically saying that all women are just superficial. Mm. What? Beyonce has her own money. Yes, Jay-Z has money, but physically, I think, to me at least, Mm -hmm. he's Mm -hmm. not attractive. Okay. Mm, mm-hmm. So I say that to say that Kevin does not know what we women really want. Okay. Wow. He touched on almost everything, but this young kid's personality. I myself have dated someone who was not attractive, but he was extremely funny. Wow. He's probably one of the best guys that I've ever dated, and he didn't buy me anything. He didn't have to. Mm. He didn't buy me any. He didn't get me with money. Let me just say it like that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, right. He took me out to eat. Yes, he was a gentleman, mm-hmm. but uh, wasn't flashing money to get me. Wow. Mm-hmm. In in a in a you know a car that cost under ten thousand dollars, and I would not have cared. He made me laugh. 
And so I'm like, the advice that you're giving this young boy calling in and you don't even know women is so pathetic to me. And then I don't find Kevin attractive and I think his personality sucks and it's amazing to me if he has anybody, to be honest. And so when I think about, when I talk about the disconnect that men and women have, I hate that it's used as a versus, okay, instead of a just a misunderstanding. We just don't know each other well enough. We just have not really taken time out to get to understand what women really think, how we communicate, um, what men really think, what men's needs and wants are. Because um, if we knew this, we wouldn't feel like we're at war with each other. So either, either you love men and you love women or you don't. Wow. You know, why would you want to oppose or have this war with something that you love so much? It doesn't make any sense. And then if you don't love it, then then chances are you're by, you know, not even bisexual, you're mm-hmm. going to be lesbian at that point, and that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But if you are heterosexual, don't say, you know, you want a man and you don't even love men, or you want a woman, mm-hmm. but then every time you turn around, you're bashing them on social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both ways. So um, circling back, the clubhouse conversation that we had was that, um, there was a gentleman in there who said that, you know, I was dating this girl and I told her I didn't want to have sex. I wanted to wait until we got married. And then, you know, after dating so long, she said that she couldn't wait anymore. It was getting hard for her. And the gentleman told me that he told her, well, if you can't wait anymore, go do what you have to do. But where I'm not ready to have sex with you. And my comment to him was, why would you tell her that? Yes, I remember. As a woman, we're going to feel like if you just say go do what you have to do, that you didn't really love me anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. I never tell them that, that I love go do what you have to do. My first thought would be, well, is there anything I can do outside of, you know, giving you that? What, yes. What mm-hmm. can substitute there? You didn't offer her any other options other than just go be with somebody else. If mm-hmm. You Right. And all the, well, he told her what she, you know, what he wasn't going to do from the beginning. And if she really loved him, she would have, no. If she didn't love him, she would have came to him and tried to communicate the fact that it was getting hard for her to, to wait. She would have mm-hmm. cheated him. Mm-hmm. So this is a disconnect I think men and women have where we don't know each other well enough to understand our mentality or our mind, our state of mind, where it ends up causing chaos, conflict, infidelity, and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, And someone said, well, he, you know, I I think that's how we got on the topic of being friends first, where you you know each other. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know each other's wants. You want to try to work things out. There's not going to be, it gives you room to really have a better understanding opposed to just jumping into something. Yes. Mm-hmm. When you're friends. Yes. Friends are going to try to work out the problems and the issues that arise opposed to someone who really isn't your friend and then there's an issue. They rather rather just throw the entire relationship away. Mm-hmm. 
because you guys weren't friends. You guys really didn't know each other. You really didn't build that bond. It's you're a burner. You're a burner phone. <sighs> you're there and you're being used, but it's okay. You're it's okay to get rid of you because you're not that valuable to them to begin with. Opposed to where you build this relationship and there's time and there's effort that's been put in there. There's love. You're not willing to just let that go. How can I fix it? It's like having a new iPhone 12 opposed to a, a phone that costs $50. You get it. It's a burner phone. It breaks. I don't care. I can get another one. You get the iPhone 12. You crack the screen. You're not looking to dispose of the whole phone because it has value to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd rather get the screen fixed and keep my phone. Mm -hmm. You don't build these relationships. You don't take time out to get to know people. You end up dating a burner. Hmm. Easily replaceable. You don't have to work on the issues because you're not really all that valuable to that person. And so that's where the argument came in. And of course you came in to quote unquote save me because I was having to fight. Oh. Yep. A lot of men that didn't get it. And yep. you came in got it. You understood and you were making valid, valid points from, I understand how women feel. I actually really have a true understanding of mm -hmm. women's mindset mm -hmm. and her needs and wants and how to, how to deal with them and approach them with care. Mm -hmm. Where I had these six men that were in there that just seemed to have been dealing with burners in their life. They never came across a woman with true value where mm -hmm. they actually treated her as such. So it's kind of how we came to bond and vibe and get to know each other. And I was so grateful for you being in that room that day. But I was going to battle them as long as I could. Let me tell you. Hello, folks. My name is Kearney Dwayne Palmer. I have a podcast called the PBCDP, which stands for Podcast by Kearney Dwayne Palmer. I tell my little corny jokes sometimes, and I also share a story of two of my story or two of my life. I have fun. Uh, do also get serious, but that you judge for yourself. So why don't you tune in to anchor.fm forward slash PBCDP. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Thank you. I didn't mind it. I was... And y'all don't 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 think don't think that I just put on my Superman cape and was like, let me come save her. No, um, I was backing her up. I was not in there to save her. I was backing her up because she didn't need saving. She can save herself all by herself. I'm talking to Wonder Woman, basically. But yeah, um, which is just like that's the biggest problem that I'm seeing, you know in in the in the world of men and women and 
dating and oh god dating uh <laughs> which again like i'm not going to talk about the nigerian community as much we'll talk about that in a separate podcast episode but one thing i will say they are freaking good whether it's nigerian men or nigerian women they're freaking good at really understanding you i have been going through and I'm just going to be honest. I've been going through a lot recently um, post breakup and it's just like, can't seem to go anywhere, get anywhere because you've got the, you've got the, Hey, let me, slide into your DMs and then within two weeks they're gone. They ghost. It's over. And I'm just like what happened to getting to know each other? And for me it's just like this is why I personally prefer connecting with someone who is a little bit older than me simply because the maturity vibes are there and we know what we both want and this is where I disagree with Kevin Samuels and I'll just make this known so that we can keep the conversation going because I love this conversation and this is just a mix of personal belief and the spiritual components I've been told that my whole life. Car. Steady job. House, apartment, etc., etc. Then you should date. I don't believe that. I don't believe that you need to have a car. I don't believe that you need to have an apartment of your own or your own house. I don't believe that you need to make six figures. Just to impress a woman. That is where Kevin Samuels is wrong. And, you know, also his delivery and how he turns off women with how he says things. Because having lived with a mom and having two sisters, how you say things to a woman matters way more than the message you're trying to convey. Because women... And this applies to all women, I think. So I can't say some. But the majority of women that I know are very, very sensitive. If you say the slightest thing the wrong way, they will cut you open. Especially a black woman. She'll cut you open. And that's it. You will have to stitch yourself back together just to get back into her good graces. And yeah, like friendship first has been my motto for years. I've successfully developed vibes and rapport with women for years. And it's just been an amazing thing to see. And it's worked. 
I friendship finessed my way into my ex's life and we dated for three months and then it was over. And now in 2021, trying to bounce back and trying to, you know, get back in there. It's just like, whoa, (laughs) um, I've got my list of standards, I've got my spiritual standards, and I'm gauging, okay, do y'all match with X, Y, and Z things that I need for myself? Because if you don't, it's not going to work. I'm not out here just about dating anybody, like, that. anything that moves, like, yeah, I'll fake going smack, yeah, I'll fake you know, sliding the DMs, and that's all cool and fun and games and all that. But when it comes down to it, you can slide in the DMs and get numbers all you want to. It's about what do you bring to the table as a man and as a person that has nothing to do with materialism. That is what will sustain a relationship long term. And unfortunately, most men in this generation don't care about long-term. They just care about short-term gratification and sex and using women and abusing women. And it's just like, yeah, uh uh-uh. Like, it's like, um, it's like Phoebe Devner said. For those of y'all who don't know, she is the rising star of Bridgerton. Not too long ago, she said, take it back to the old days, the times of which Bridgerton was actually set in, where men, you know, put forth effort with a woman. And of course, I know what y'all are going to say about that. Oh, Reggae Jean Page is not in Bridgerton anymore. Cancel the show. Yeah. Guys, I know. He was, I, I know you love the Duke. I know y'all love the Duke of Hastings. I know y'all fell in love with that guy, but come on now. Like, I highly doubt the show is canceled, but we're not going to talk about Bridgerton and Reggie and Reggie John Page. We're not going to talk about him because I don't want my listeners like, ooh, is he coming on the show? No, but <laughs> back to the point. Um, yes, Nitty is correct. I fully agree with Nitty, which brings us into talking about commitment in dating which is, again, necessary in order to create a long-lasting bond. Something else Nitty and I believe. We would just have so much in common. It's ridiculous. Um, so, benefits. There are benefits that come with remaining committed to your significant other in the beginning, in the get-to-know-you get phase, the talking phase, the dating phase. So, as someone who has a wealth of relationship experience, Talk to us about that in terms of just life tips, values, things we can learn from as men, as women, and, you know, pitfalls to look out for, you know, et cetera, et cetera, for the most part. You know, I think just that we really have to stop getting so much advice from so many different people yep especially in this day and age because 
you know, and not to dwell on him, but I would like to use him as an example again. Um, when Kevin told that young kid that, he made him focus on a lot of the material things. Yep. And then you have a group of younger girls that are also watching and listening, and they're like, yeah. Now they're like, yeah, I have. you have to have a car, though. Even, even this guy said it. You know, mm. it's like, no, no, no. You're not shallow like that. We don't want a generation of shallow women who essentially, when I look at what's going on in today's world, we have a lot of women that are demanding a lot of things and are not really bringing anything to the table. They don't even want to sit down at a table, not for conversation, not to build um, businesses and partnerships. They want to show up to the front door and they want you to hand them a bag. And you have things like, you know, what Saweetie said, even if she said it for play, mm -hmm. um, if he can't get you a Birkin, what? I feel like she should have had a lot of backlash in that moment. A lot of women should have stepped forward and said, we don't want our young women growing up thinking that that that's what they need from men. Mm. And you see their relationship, which was once considered goals. Yep. And then you have these young girls that are lost like, but he got you a Birkin. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but I failed to tell you girls that if he's not coming with commitment, mm -hmm. okay, the Birkin doesn't matter. Mm. The yacht, you know, they have Jada who's coming out before these young girls saying, um, I'd rather cry here in a Benz. What? How? Mm -hmm.
Sure. For sure. It's important to be able to provide. No, go ahead. Um, We're not being taught how to carry ourselves like a real woman anymore. Mm. Needy and to, um, to me, it comes off as begging. Uh, Also having this pretentious attitude like, I deserve to get a, a, a bag. I just, because I'm a female, you should go spend your hard-earned money on me. Mm-hmm. If you want somebody pretty around you, then you need to spend money on me. What? It's undercover tricking and undercover hoeing. Mm. And we're not calling it that. Mm. We're sugarcoating it. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are you doing to deserve that? Where's the loyalty? There's no more emphasis on that. And guys are doing it. The guys have been doing it for a long time. They've been flashing money saying, I got stats, I got yep. nice cars. And then you're attracting gold diggers. And now your whole relationship is based on you tricking off money and first spending your money and looking good. And you guys have nothing in common because you didn't get to know each other. Mm. You started a, a business with this person. You're paying her to be the face of everything to put her on your Instagram and flaunt her around or take her out and you get to be with a pretty person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Then you go home and there you guys have nothing in common. You guys are arguing and you're stepping out cheating and then that relationship goals is no more. It's over. And you're repeating the cycle. There are so many relationships that deteriorated because people don't we don't know each other anymore and mm-hmm. the standard as the bar has been lowered as far as relationships go there's just nothing there anymore it's just make sure he has a bag he has he looks good or he has a bag you don't even have to have good looks if you have a bag mm. don't even have to be attractive anymore just have money and you can get whatever you want money can buy anything that's what we're we're saying that's what we're saying now. And it's sad. That's just not how it used to be. But this is where we're at. And we need to change the narrative. And the girls that are boosting good you good men out there, it's because they're realizing they can't benefit from you the way society says that they should. Which leads us into the last guy I want to talk about, and then I promise y'all we'll get off the soapbox, but I'm enjoying this. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, we got to talk about this because I really want to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, hmm. Derek Jackson. Oh my dear Lord. Lord Jesus, help me. Derek Jackson. As we all know, Derek Jackson is the guy that sits in his car recording YouTube videos. Little did we know that he was cheating on his wife in every single YouTube video he was recording because he was outside his, you know, baby's side chick's house recording these videos talking about himself as he was cheating all the whole, like, four years. The man was married for four years, and he was going 
all these places in his car, recording YouTube videos and cheating and blowing up on YouTube, getting all this money, benefiting. And although this all happened over time and it blew up in 2020 and they dealt with it privately and got back together, it didn't hit the airwaves until March. And now it's just like, boom, you're exposed. And everybody was like, oh, why did you, you know, why did you, why didn't you leave? You know, why are you, you know, why are you still with him? You're making a mistake. Talking to the wife, talking to the wife again. And it's just like, y'all, stop coming for his wife. Like, come for him. He's the one that cheated. And he's the one that let multiple women into the marriage. Like, again, like, dude, marriage is not, like, marriage is not, I applaud every woman who posted that, you know, that dear future husband message. Every woman I saw in my Facebook feed posted, dear future husband, and I'm not capping, they posted this. Dear future husband, I am not Derek Jackson's wife. Don't play with me. Loved seeing it because it's just like, yo. I, for one, am not a cheater. I did not call anything off with either of my exes because we cheated. I called things off with my first ex because she was toxic. My second ex was the one that called things off, and I was on the receiving end of that. So, y'all, like, stop it. Derek Jackson, go home. Stop recording YouTube videos. Sit down with your wife. And your wife needs to get off social media too. Turn your phones off. Find other ways to make money for a couple months. Let this blow over. No one's believing you. And you're not fooling the Christian community either. I've been a Christian slash Christ follower for years. And it just comes a point in time where it's like, yeah, God loves you. Jesus forgave you. Easter Sunday. It's why he died, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But y'all, like, at some point, you gotta, like, stop because you're making us look bad. I'm sorry. Like, you're making the Christian community look bad. Do you want to say anything about that? Because, yeah, Derek Jackson, I can't with this guy. He irritates me. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Prior to finding out about his infidelity, um, what I thought was funny is I remember when he was doing these videos, I remember certain memes coming out and guys leaving comments and they were just kind of rolling their eyes at him because he condemned the actions of so many different men and was just been a con man from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Very smooth con man, okay? Because when it came down to him cheating, then forgiveness was okay. It was okay to be forgiven. Um, especially if you're using the Lord and you're, you're saying in the Lord's name and mm-hmm. you know people are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. God, the whole theory, right, theorem of God, mm-hmm. the whole belief is that God died for our sins so that we may be forgiven. Mm-hmm. So when I hear people say that somebody did something, you should just walk away and not forgive them. That's a, especially for a Christian. Mm-hmm. He came out condemning these men that had cheated and 
oh, they've been cheating, they've done it so many times, you need to walk away, that person doesn't love you, what? Mm. And then you, when you're cheating, you're holding your wife's hand, you're saying, I'm glad she forgave me. It is just mind-blowing to me. And then on top of that, um, you knew before it actually came out that you had cheated. You could have been transparent with everyone if you weren't a con man, if you were really remorseful. Um, you could have came out and said something. Um, excuse me for a minute. Sure. Yeah, like, to just keep things rolling, she's right. Like, you could have said something. You could have, you know, taken things to a different level before it came out in the news, but whatever. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Right. He could have, you know, I mean, he could have came out and been transparent about it. He didn't. Maybe he was hoping it never came out, but it came out. And it's just like a complete con, con man. It's just complete con man. I think he's still conning his wife. Yep. Um, he knew anywhere you can't take the defense or perspective or see the perspective from both sides, um, then so you're being conned, okay? He only empathized with women from the very beginning. Why would you do that? You're trying to attract women, which is what you did. And you're able to cheat because of it. Mm. You want to appeal to women in such a way you put down a whole gender, okay, just to, to do that. And you turned around and just was the absolute worst because you were a total hypocrite in everything you preached about. And so, I don't know, there's not... There's not too much I can say about it other than he really gets under my skin. I think I think it's absolutely horrible. Um, I understand why his wife took him back. Because marriage is a different kind of struggle. Mm. And I, you should just give up on people because of one mistake. Mm. Now, depending on how many times that mistake has been done, then it becomes a choice. Mm -hmm. uh, and based on that, there would have to be a whole lot of therapy, a whole lot of counseling. Um, there would have to be real change. And he just seems like a con man. I'm not sure if you've been conning for so long, if you're capable of actually changing. So that's interesting, excuse me. That's all I have to say about him. I, I was completely, I wasn't even shocked about it, okay? Um, it was just a matter of time before that happened from my perspective, so. Man, so crazy, man, yeah. so crazy. Just unbelievable where we've gotten to as a society where... <laughs> Wow, just unbelievable where we've gotten to as a society. And I want to totally read this quote to finish this part up, and then we'll get into the last part of the uh, of the episode. But, man, like, when I read this, it just blew me away. <laughs> this quote that I've read over and over again 
It's so powerful. It says relationships are harder now because conversations become texting, arguments become phone calls, feelings become subliminal, messages online. Sex became easy. The word love gets used out of context. Insecurities have become your way of thinking. Getting jealous becomes a habit. Trust has been lost. Cheating became an accident. Leaving became the only option. And being hurt became natural. I can totally relate to the texting becomes conversations part. It annoys me to no end, y'all. And I know I'm being super transparent and the episode is long, but got to get this out. It annoys me to no end that we cannot respect communication styles anymore. Like, you cannot get to know someone through text at all. You have to cross over, hear someone's voice, see them on video. FaceTime, you can't get to know someone over text, especially if you want a relationship, especially if you want marriage. So all the God-fearing Christ followers out there, especially the women, if you want marriage, if you want a man, if you want a wife, you will have to learn to communicate properly. Texting isn't the move in the dating world. It's just not. You won't get anywhere. And that's why I don't do online dating. Or dating apps. It's just. It's just words on a screen. You could be getting catfished. <laughs> you never know. You gotta be careful out here man. Like, It's crazy. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's. Those are our two cents. I know y'all are probably like. They really are on the same page. Yeah, we really are on the same page. So, <laughs> which leads us into the last thing we're going to talk about. So, who dogged you? Wow. When I read that, I was like, good Lord, this is huge. I've worked in marketing for several years now. It's that was the best thing I've ever read. Who dogged you? I was just like, yes, this is perfect. And it's a podcast too. I'm like, yes, I love it. I love real podcasts where you can show up and listen to someone talk about real things, real issues, and real life scenarios. Brings you closer to the person in a way. And so that is actually a piece of Nitty's future that's coming. It's coming back. So tell us your inspiration for starting it. When is it com- when is it coming back? And um where are we gonna be able to find the show when it does come back? And yeah, like just give us the whole nine yards with your thought process behind your show. I'm so intrigued. Um, so, I, as you know, as you can tell, I like to talk a lot. Sure. Um, <laughs> and I've had, um, you know, so many people say, you're a good speaker, you should do 
podcasting. And I thought, you know what? I could. I could talk, and I could talk as much as I want and not be judged for it. So I thought, okay, let me get into that. And then um, at the time, it was just a thought. And I was having a conversation with a gentleman I know, and I forgot what topic we were on, but he asked me one day, who hurt you? And I was kind of offended by it. Mm. And, you know, I was, I was like, what? This is not why I'm saying this, not because I'm hurt, it's how I feel. Right. And then maybe some months down the road, we had a conversation and just being a smart ass, I had said something to him and he, um, he responded in such a way that made me go, well, who dogged you? Mm. When I said it, I said, oh, that's it. That's the name of my podcast, and I'm going to get it started. So I actually do have my first um, my first episode out. It is on YouTube right now only. Mm. And mm-hmm. my bio on my Instagram, which is uh, underscore, really it's Capri underscore. I will continue to uh, put an episode out every probably every Tuesday and I'll be bringing it back next week for sure. So um, next Tuesday, can look forward to another episode and then me continuing from there on. Wow. See, this just goes back to fundamentals. Who hurt you? Why would you ask a woman that? Now, I'm guilty of that. I'm, I'm guilty of asking that. I'm, I'm, I'll admit it. I'm guilty of asking that. But as a fellow communicator, speaker, inspirational speaker, you learn things. And I just learned something from Nitty right now. Stop asking who hurt you. Like, okay? Like, because that's patently offensive. So, yeah. It did offend me, but it essentially, you know, I was thinking, because at the time it, it offended me just because of the, you know, the context of the conversation we were having. But mm-hmm. uh, essentially, I thought, you know what? People get hurt all the time. And we don't talk about it. And maybe we need to talk about it. Maybe we need to know that certain things are offending people, certain things are tainting the way people move now. Uh, trauma definitely affects how someone is going to treat you, what you should expect from them in a relationship because of it. Um, so I thought I'd open a platform where we could talk about who dogged us. You know, my podcast stems on uh, who hurts you, basically, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. your perspectives and how you move because of that hurt and trauma. And so, yeah. And I look forward to having you on my platform, Nate. Aww. And, um, yeah, so that's where we're at right now. Great, great. Well, thank you so much. This was fun. This was so much I fun. I thoroughly enjoyed you. I thoroughly enjoyed this podcast. Um, I think you're amazing. And I cannot wait for this to get bigger than life. Um, I thank you so much for having me. 
You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. So everybody, follow Nitty on the gram at underscore really it's Capri underscore. Yes, I memorized that. And um, yeah, we will see you again soon. I will bring Nitty back. And for now, I'll just see y'all in episode seven next week. I'm gone. <laughs> Bye. Okay, so Nitty Capri. Wow. What am I going to... Wow. How am I going to end this one? Like, y'all. First of all, it's April, right? Can you believe that Nitty and I met in February? Two months prior to this actually happening. On Clubhouse. Y'all know what Clubhouse is. Y'all don't need me to explain that. Oh, my goodness. Like, and the vibe. Yo, the vibe. Okay, I was just like, hold on. Wait a minute. What? Wow. So, all I'm going to say is God is amazing. That's all I'm going to say. But, like, yo, no cap, y'all. Like, when when I was listening to Nitty speak in the clubhouse room that we were in in February, there was just an aura about her. That's literally what it was. It was just like, something about this woman just struck me as, you need to connect, and you need to Get this woman on your show because her knowledge, her life experiences are worthy of the show. It would be a travesty to pass up on such a knowledgeable woman. So I didn't pass up and I was just like, all right, let's do this. You're coming on the show. And it took well, a little bit of time to, to get the recording done, but we did it, and it was absolutely fabulous. So thank you. Thank you, Nitty. Thank you. Super hyped. This was just an amazing episode. Oh, by the way, y'all, the rap, that was so hard. That was so that was so hard to do, to put together, because I'm just like, okay, so the whole putting together musical intros for people, there was just something fun I decided to do for season seven, but um, it was so hard to like put something together for Nitty, because it was just like, what do I rap about? How do I start this off? And then I figured out what to say, and I was just like, whoa. I got it, and it came out perfectly. When I hit that built like a wife, fucking cut like a knife part, I was like, yo. When I typed that in, originally when I was like putting this together, it took, what, a day to put this together? Like, when I was putting this together, I was just like, wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I actually have mad writing skills and rhyming skills. So, Ooh, yo. So thank you, Nitty, again. Thank you for everything. 
it's been awesome sauce and we're gonna see each other again because we're on clubhouse so anybody that i bring here from clubhouse you just know we're gonna run into each other again because it's clubhouse clubhouse isn't gonna die not gonna go anywhere always gonna be on clubhouse until pretty much the end of time so that's it this was a great episode and i loved it so I'll see y'all next week. Peace. If you want to follow Life Tips on social media, we have a Facebook account and a Twitter account. Both at Life Tips Podcast. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Nate underscore the underscore speaker or underscore orator Nate. Or you can follow me on Facebook at The Wise Orator. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Auth underscore Jen underscore person. That's it for this episode. See you next week.